Kate, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us on The Grateful Leader. Kimi and I are delighted that you're here. And we were both talking before you joined us that you're our first, like one of our first real life celebrities. So we're so excited to visit with you. I am not a real life celebrity, but I'm so happy to be here. My my company uh, knows about all the work that you do with Do Less because I have injected a lot of it, sometimes accidentally. The most hilarious, and then we'll kind of get into everything that Do Less is all about, but you teach about how women can use their cycle. This is my this is my perception of your teachings. This is how actually really helpful their cycle for me. To, to their advantage rather than, you know, for me for so many years, I really dreaded my cycle and had to overcome so many things. And now instead I look at it like, this is how I can use the gifts that I have right now for this specific week in time to my advantage at specifically as a business owner and, you know, as a mom and as a, as a lady, but you also do it in alignment with the moon. So the way that my company learned about this was I was already doing this in the background, but I accidentally shared my screen and could not unshare my screen with a bunch of my male employees. And it said ovulating. I think we called it sex week on my initial day. Now I like made it different. And it was like, be on camera, be ready to go. And it was all of the things that you're teaching, but not exactly presented in the most um, professional manner, but everybody loved me for it. And so I have not turned that color of red again since then. <laughs> I love it so much. But you know, how cool to give people the opportunity to talk about something that is happening all the time, whether we're acknowledging it or not. And, you know, do you need to tell your coworkers what phase of your cycle you're in? No. However, every single human being is here because of the menstrual cycle. So the fact that it's taboo is kind of effed up. Absolutely. I was uh, at a law firm conference where other law firm owners were at. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and he was having trouble with most of his staff are female. And I asked if he had kind of been aware of possibly asking them to do things that may be out of alignment with their cycle. And every, like the room goes quiet and (laughs) it's like, are we, are we 14 year olds again? What's going on? Like, why do we have to be weird? It's why do we have to be weird? Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's why I do this work. I am actually somebody who I'm actually kind of easily embarrassed, like being raised by a gynecologist. I was like, oh my God, mom, it's so weird. It's so embarrassing. And then here I am. So, you know, (laughs) were you guys very open? been talking when you were growing up. Oh God, it was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But also, you know, I had such good information and I feel like it's so common still that I meet people, women who are like, I thought, you know, the day I got my period, I thought I was dying because I thought I was bleeding to death. And I'm like, wait, okay, no. Like we knowledge is power and our bodies are our source of power. Our bodies are for those of us who are childbearing people, like they have the capacity to bring new life into the world. And metaphorically, we all have the capacity to bring new life into the world. And we need to be given the information and the tools to optimize that power source. And so that's really why I love doing this work. And I love that you're bringing it to law firm conferences. That's exactly 
exactly. Those are the places I'll never be. So I love, I don't know. I would love for you. I I think someday there will be a female owner law firm conference. And if I have to start it, then maybe that's just what we do where we talk about how we can optimize this because it's, it really is. So I've given my explanation. You're going to be so much better at explaining it. Tell in your words, (laughs) in the much more (laughs) correct words, I'm sure. How can we use our cycle? What is it that we're looking at? And then how does the moon impact this? Mm -hmm. Because I have a follow-up question about the moon and where I'm at in my cycle. And I don't know what to do with my energy. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this conversation. We can get into it. So yeah. So basically what we are raised with many of us is partial information. And so that partial information is, okay, you have a period during these years of your life. And at one part of the month, you need a tampon or a pad, or hopefully if you're doing more of an eco-friendly period, you need your menstrual cup and your period undies. And then at the other time of the month, like don't get pregnant Um, or do if you're, you know, if you're trying. So that's the information we've received. Helpful, partial. So it's not the whole story. And the whole story of our menstrual cycle is the story of our power, is the story of our creativity, is the story of our ability to manifest and live our dreams. And so talking about it only in terms of like when you should or should not wear white pants and when you should or should not have unprotected sex is doing such a disservice. And so the opportunity we have is so cool. And even being raised in a very open household where this information was super present, I was not available to this information because the culture impacts all of us, no matter who our parents are. I thought it was weird. I was like, just not available. And I was such a type A straight A student. I'm going to get it all done. I'm going to, I started a business while I was in college, like all of those things that when somebody suggested to me that I could change the way I live in the world, depending on where I was in my menstrual cycle, I was like, that's ridiculous. Who has time for that? I have too much to do. So if you're listening and you feel that way, that's great. (laughs) It's fine. That could be a wonderful starting point. And so the menstrual cycle has these, when I learned this, it was like I had unlocked this treasure trove. It was like when you have those dreams, when you discover there's a whole other room in your house that you never knew was there. And it's so exciting. You have all this space. So I learned, oh, the menstrual cycle has these four specific phases. And during the month, I am predictably going to feel these four different ways. And here's the key. There's nothing wrong with any of those four different ways. They are literally exactly the same as the seasons. So I learned, oh, I'm going to have a personal springtime. And I'm going to feel like starting things and I'm going to feel all that springtime energy. I'm going to have a personal summertime and I'm going to feel really juicy and like sexy and social. And then I'm going to have a personal autumn and I'm going to want to turn within and get cozy and like weed things out and kind of, you know, like a little squirrel gathering nuts, like prepare for winter. And then I'm going to have a personal winter. And the personal winter has a superpower also, which is like really strong intuition. So I learned that the menstrual cycle has these four phases, they perfectly mimic the four seasons and they perfectly mimic the four phases of the moon. And I just thought to myself, I was 33, I think I had my first child and she was one. She's 13 months old. And I put all of this together, even though PS, like my mom had been telling me it my whole life. So we just have to know when we're ready to know. And I was so excited because I love time management systems. And this felt like a time management system that the goddess had created based on 
you know, like it, it just felt so divinely orchestrated. Like, why would I use, you know, getting things done, this model created by yet another white man, which there's nothing, listen, I may actually like getting things done, but, and there's nothing wrong with white men. However, it just felt like, why would I not follow the time management system that biology created? Like that makes so much more sense. And it made me feel so calm and it made me feel so held in a way that I never had before, despite reading every single productivity book and trying every single system out there and having an entire cupboard full of planners. And so that's really like what I get so excited about is this, is this structure that is part of our design to help guide us in our creations in the world. It just feels so delicious to not have to make shit up. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Every single month, Um, every month. And then also every month having this opportunity to begin again. Well, I was just going to say like, I am, I am coming into this information like presently. Right. Right. So my dear friend, Emily (laughs) suggested your book. Thank you. My dear friend, Emily suggested your book months ago, but I'm not a huge reader. Hillary knows this. And so I never picked it up until Hillary then started talking about it. And I was like, okay, fine. If two of the most important females in my life are are coming at me with the same thing, there must be something to it. Right. So I'll say a couple weeks ago, it was full moon. And I started my period on that day. And it was the worst day that I have had in a very long time. And Hillary sent me a message and was like, it's whatever day. And I was like, yeah, it is. And she's like, makes so much sense. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, bud. I hope for you was more empathetic than what that's coming across as. It probably was. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I know there, there's something to it. I got it. There's something to it. And there's something yeah. bigger going on because the cultural narrative is that women are crazy and yeah. unpredictable. And what's actually true is that we have this beautiful, predictable rhythm organizing our energy and it's our superpower. And so the more we know about it, the more we follow it the more we can be all of who we were meant to be and silence those voices of self-doubt. Like we don't need other reasons to think we're doing something wrong. Our bodies are doing something very right if we would just listen to them and follow their lead. I love this. So one of the things that you teach, and this is outlined in your book and you have an amazing blog, and then it's also in your planner, which is like freaking gold. Love your planner. Cause I love to draw things out and it's very very visual. And that is very cathartic for me Mm. um, versus, you know, you try to type it out. I do a lot of Google sheets and try to do time management there as well. But this is just this whole other, it's like, you know, you have a ritual to it, which I really Mm -hmm. enjoy. And I think that that's available. Are you doing it? Are you doing a second launch maybe for the coming year? We have planners. They're self-dated. So you can start anytime. Yeah. The do less planner is ready to ship. And what it helps you with, whether you're a business owner or not, if, if you have a cycle, what it helps with is really helping to identify where you are in a constant check-in is how Mm -hmm. it's been very helpful for me is a check-in for where I am now, kind of not just in my, what are the roles that I'm playing and how am I doing? Which I think like, if I'm being a good wife, I feel like I'm being a good wife. That's how I would feel. But it has actually nothing to do with how I'm feeling in my body, which is what is my energy and, and those types of things. I see you beaming with pride that you're like, someone's getting it. It's all clicking. You get it. You get it. You're ready to teach it. It's so good. Oh, I just love it. For me, is when I keep going back to 
uh, law firm owners, cause that's the space that I'm in yeah. when I've had male coaches or you, you watch any of the major law firm marketing gurus who are men, they're talking about being on social media and doing more and more and more and just putting your foot down on the gas and not letting up, which I am hardwired to do already because of trauma response of achieving being the way that I got love in my life. This leads to burnout. This leads to hating things. This leads to not liking yourself. But when I can schedule all of this during the week that I'm ovulating and maybe even a couple of days beforehand, I feel like a million bucks. I actually want to go out and shake everybody's hand and kiss their babies. And I want to be on social versus having to like really dig deep and doing it anyway, which it just isn't enjoyable during other weeks of my cycle when it might be fall or it might be my winter. Within that framework, what are other areas? For me, it just clicks so much because I'm a business owner. But for people who are not business owners, how can they use this as well to the tasks that they must do in their lives? So there's two layers. One is the actual tasks that you're doing. I mean, it's so awesome when we do have flexibility and we can be like, I'm gonna create all my social media during follicular and ovulation. And then I'm going to schedule it so that during luteal and menstrual, it just, you know, it just goes live and I live and I can do the follow-up or whatever. It's so great when that works out. I would say like a lot of the time it doesn't work out. (laughs) You know, I have two young kids, things are ever changing. And so I love to think about certainly like if I'm having my period and I know I'm in my winter season, I will lean harder on my husband. I will, you know, maybe the kids are going to go to aftercare instead of me picking them up right after school. Maybe I'm going to build in that extra buffer where I leave five minutes early to pick them up so I don't have to rush. So those are the sorts of things that I'll think about like, okay, this during this five days, I need to have space and I need to be moving slower. So then that brings me to the second layer, which is sometimes we have control over what we're doing. Sometimes we don't, but we always have control over how we're doing it. So how we show up to parenting, how we show up to marriage, how we show up to fitness, how we show up to our spiritual practice, how we show up to work is always within our control. And so I think about this a lot in terms of what's the energy that I'm in this week and then how can I approach my entire life with that energy? So if it's springtime energy, it's like, great, I'm going to call all the companies about renting a bounce house for my daughter's birthday. If I'm ovulating, okay, great. I am going to send out the invitation. I'm going to be in that, you know, I'm going to be in that energy. But if I'm, you know, let's say I'm ovulating and I have a bunch of spreadsheets to enter in. And that's really not something that I want to do anyway, let alone when I'm ovulating and I'm feeling like super outward energy. Well, maybe I'll just put on a fun playlist and make sure I've planned a date night that night. So I can pad it with extra things around it because there's just plenty of things that we just have to do. You know, people hear me talk about do less because I wrote a book called that. And then they just assume that I'm sort of like, you know, lying on the beach eating bonbons. And I'm like, well, actually my life, you know, looks like a life. Um, <laughs> and and while beach and bonbons sound delicious, I mean, sound delicious, get sandy. right. You get sandy. It's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. If you've ever actually tried to work on the beach, it's the worst, but, um, that feeling of like, okay, how can I live my life? So on the inside, it really feels good less so that on the outside, it looks good. Yeah. The 
references to the one thing in do less then turn me on to the one thing, which I am low key so obsessed with. My husband and I are going to a one thing workshop That's in November. Awesome. Yes. So we're like, it has really been transformational and helping to get very crystal clear on things, but then a lot of, it's a lot easier to quit other things that are yeah. in this, I think supports your do less model, which is if you are really laser focused on showing up and living life the way that you really want to, some of these other things absolutely have to go because you've made a decision to do one thing. And then you feel free that it's not that I'm quitting on someone. It's just, I'm choosing something different. And that has been very liberating for me as well. I love that. So yeah, that's Gary Keller's book, The One Thing. And the question that he asks us to ask ourselves is, what is the one thing that make will make everything else easier or unnecessary? So that's a close sister to the 80-20 rule, which is that 80% of our actions will bring in 20% of our results and 20% of our actions will bring in 80% of our results. So if you take the 80-20 rule and look at, which I talk about in Do Less and all my programs, if you do an assessment on your workflow, let's say, and look at, okay, what are the 20% of marketing activities that I do in my business that bring in 80% of the results? Then you can take that the one step further and say, okay, out of this list of 10 things, what's the one thing that would make everything else easier or unnecessary. And that really cuts through this brainwashing, which is the more you do, the more valuable you are, or the more you do, the better results you're going to get. Because nine times out of 10, the more you do, the worse results you're going to get because you're distracted. So I'm so glad that you're be, have become a devotee of the one thing. And it does require reminding yourself over and over and over again, because it is a rewiring. It is a reprogramming. We are programmed to do more things and it just requires practice every morning. Like that's why in the daily energy tracker in the do less planner, I ask or you ask yourself, what's your main focus and priority for the day? So that, and you know, we could certainly, you could reword that and say, what's the one thing today that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Because you're going to notice everything else really can fall away. Yeah. And it's such a relief. And then you still, like for me, I still want a sense of accomplishment. I still, in Friends, Monica Geller wanted the check after she got everything done. I can relate with that because if you don't feel like you're making any progress, you feel like you're just treading water. But man, I don't want to spend my life making progress by checking things off the list that don't actually get me to the place I'm swimming to. Yeah, because how many times have we all felt extraordinarily busy one week, but then we get to the end of the week and we're like, oh, wait. I didn't actually make progress on any of the things I said matter to me. And which brings me to another point, which is important. And I think your listeners will relate, which is that what ends up on our schedule is a reflection of what matters to us. We can say certain things matter to us, but then when we look at our schedule, that's what we're actually voting for with our time. So that can be a really helpful practice to look at what's on your calendar and say, is this aligning with what I have said matters to me? And if not, how can I over time make those changes? Cut to the core of me. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back to the, our phases, our seasons and the disconnect that I'm feeling because usually I will ovulate around the full moon. So it seems mm -hmm. like Kami and I both somehow, I think just because you know, you don't work in exactly 28 days, things change and right, something I feel like has shifted because both of us 
She, Kimi's always a week earlier than me. I don't know if mm-hmm. she knows that I know this, but she's a week earlier. <laughs> I do because I have on your calendar, do not schedule Hillary for things in this week. So I know exactly. I love it. I love it. Usually I would have, I would ovulate around the full moon. Right yeah. now I'm ovulating around a new moon. And mm-hmm. so I feel, and my, I was talking to my husband last night. I was like, I got to ask Kate about this tomorrow. Cause he's feeling a strange energy too, mm-hmm. where it's, almost, I would describe it as anxiety and I don't know quite what to do with it. And I'm, I'm open to input. Yeah. I mean, I think that's so interesting. I will just say like collectively the experience right now is one of a lot of intensity. So, I mean, that's just kind of an energy read on myself and everyone I know. It's like, it's like a doozy right now. We are just in a little bit of a cosmic vice grip. And so maybe that's the turn of the seasons. Maybe that's what's going on in the greater cosmic weather. I don't know, but you're not alone. And like, yeah, I, I do find that with this, with the turn of the seasons, there's always some road bumps. There's that, but I will say when you begin to shift your cycle so that you are having your period closer to the full moon, as opposed to the new moon, it's just a different kind of cycle. And so the time when we have our menstrual cycle or our period is when we are the most available for intuitive hits and our brain is the most cross-wired for connection. So our intuitive sense is most connected to our logic, and it's a wonderful time to be making decisions and tuning into your inner knowing. It's also the time when we're in a cave energetically. So that energy, that wintertime energy is like curled up, hibernating in a cave, tapping into the depths of like our internal experience. When you're having that at the time of the full moon, it can be like adding, like whatever's happening with the full moon is like fertilizer. So it can add a level of intensity to that inner deep diving or that inner excavation. And some people say that when you are bleeding on the full moon, it is also because the intuitive downloads you're receiving are for you, but they're also on behalf of the collective versus when you're bleeding on the new moon, those intuitive knowings that you're receiving are more for you and your own personal experience. And I noticed that when I'm in a more outward season in my life and in my business, I will bleed closer to the full moon. And when I'm in a more inward season in my life and in my business, I will bleed closer to the new moon. Then of course, there's people who bleed on the, you know, on the quarter waxing moon, the quarter waning moon. There's like these whole things about that with like pink moon, witches, purple moon, witches. you can get into all that. I think it's all super awesome, but um, I don't want to confuse people. <laughs> no, I, I hear you get into from. like the cosmos and, and, you know, how did, how did that enter your realm? I grew up with it. So okay. I, I just grew up with a mom who was really into astrology and we would, you know, I learned how to read tarot when I was 11 and it's just, I don't know. It's just sort of like us. Yeah. All of that stuff was kind of, we did that instead of religion. Okay. Here's a really off the wall question. Great. So <laughs> I, uh, I love ridiculous reality TV. There's something about it that I just sit and I watch and I don't have to think about it. And I'm entertained. There's a new show. And my husband was like, are you serious, Kami? You're really watching this. It's called cosmic love. Yeah, and no, that's my friends. To- uh, yeah. Tali and okay. Okay. 
I'm mildly the obsessed sisters. with it. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. Yes, because I'm like, okay, they're really taking people's astrological signs and trying to pair them, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I wanted to know what your thoughts were about. Yeah, I mean, like I think they're great. I've known, um, I've known the Adu twins for over a decade, and um, they're really good astrologers. And if you love, listen, all of this stuff, I think, is to help us feel more held and more calm and grounded. So whatever makes you feel safe is great because it heals our nervous system and it heals the part of our nervous system that is overly activated from living in a culture that sells fear. And so if it's, if it's astrology, if it's human design, if it's Catholicism, if it, whatever it does it for you, like it's all good. It's all healing. It's all beautiful because it helps us remember who we are, which is not just this three-dimensional being trying to walk around, like making money and changing the sheets. I love, I think it's great. (laughs) I, I, I love it. I first learned about healing your central nervous system in origin, which is a kind of community that you've created with a ton of resources. And then I've reached out to, you know, I reached out to AJ Harper because I wanted to write a book and she had done a masterclass with you. And so just tons of people within your, within that community are so cool and I love it. Can you teach our audience a little bit about why you need to heal your central nervous system mm-hmm. and how you go about that. Yeah. So this is so major. I knew about this on some level. Like I knew about the nervous system and parasympathetic and sympathetic and fight, flight, or freeze and rest and restore. But it wasn't until I was handed a book called Patriarchy Stress Disorder by my friend Ra Goddess. I learned and about her through Origin as well. Yes, Dr. Valerie Rain. My world. That book is so phenomenal. And I learned for the first time that achievement and productivity could be a trauma response, which had never occurred to me before. You know, I grew up in a family that was so, so academically focused and like external achievement was just like breathing. And so this idea that my drive could actually have a shadow was was pretty new to me. But what was so cool is when I began to learn about the nervous system and the way we can actually, the way our body remembers things and the way our body responds to triggers in our current life that are actually And it it might respond to that by, you know, dilating our pupils and having our heart race and slowing down our digestion. Those would all be signs of being in the sympathetic nervous system response, which is fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. It may seem like going live on Instagram, for example, is not a big deal because it's like, obviously I, I am safe. I am home in my office, but for many women, especially because historically speaking, it has not been safe to be a woman on planet earth. There's all these levels of trauma. There's the little T traumas. So the, the little things that have been hard throughout our lives, there's the big T traumas. Then there's our collective trauma. So when I watch another woman not being safe, my body actually feels that through the vagus nerve and our mirror neurons. And then there's also our ancestral trauma, which is very real and lived through our epigenetic research. We just know that what happened to our grandmother, what happened to our grandmother's grandmother lives in our bodies. So there's so many different layers that might make it difficult to show up and do a keynote speech or difficult to give an intro at a PTA meeting. Like it does, like 
these things can be really hard and they're especially around visibility because again we have so many examples from history and from our own lived experience where it is not safe to be seen as a woman and so when i began to learn about the nervous system so much about the work that i do made so much more sense because i realized oh the reason that i'm so obsessed with tracking my uh, menstrual cycle in the moon is because it helps me feel safe. And I realized I had been healing my nervous system the whole time by building in this feedback loop of predictability, which is tracking my menstrual cycle, which is knowing what's happening with the moon. And each day I do that, I feel more powerful. I feel more in control and I feel more safe, which are all signs of having a nervous system that has a wider range of tolerance, meaning you your ability to ride the ups and downs of life and come back to homeostasis is high. Like you, you have a suppleness in your nervous system. And, and so it's so critical. There are so many different ways we can dive into it. Like you said, we have a monthly nervous system healing call in our origin membership, you know, yoga, meditation, breath work, putting your bare feet on the ground. These are all examples that are wonderful, but so often we think it's like, oh, it's mindset work. Oh, I need to hire a confidence coach, which is great. Like, yes. And your body will not, you cannot think out yourself out of a pattern that lives in your body. You have to feel yourself out of a pattern that lives in your body. And for those of us who are high achieving women who are really good in our minds, that can be tricky because every other problem we have solved by working harder and being smarter. And you can't actually work hard enough or be smart enough to heal your nervous system. It's a whole other route. For me, it was amazing to think about how for so many generations, my mom and her mom and her mom had all experienced domestic violence and to then read in patriarchy stress disorder, how genetically that just becomes part of my DNA and how that still will be passed on to my kids, even though I'm not personally in a domestic violence relationship now as a kid, I was, but to know that my kids will still have to, like, I still need to equip my kids with how to handle those feelings of being unsafe, even though they've never seen domestic violence in their home. Some of that was really helpful. And it also just really helped me love myself more, even when I, because when I go into situations where I don't know why I feel uncomfortable, like you can't put your finger on it. Sometimes you don't need to know why it really is just a matter of noticing and feeling your way out of it. It's still hard. It's not yeah. like it's fun, but it is something that's such a powerful resource. Kate, where can people find more about you? I know we've talked about do less. I know we've talked about, and that's not your only book. You have a book called um, money, a love story, money, a love story. I mm -hmm. love it. I love that you're in this, like you're connected to the earth, but also you're going to go out and help people build a better family, financial family um, foundation for themselves. So I love that they can find you on Instagram and we're going to put this in our show notes, but where's the best place for people to connect with you to reach, to, to tap into more of this? Yeah. So I created something called the business pressure relief kit, and you could easily replace uh, the word business with life. So if there's any part of your life where you are feeling under pressure from a time perspective, from a financial perspective, from an overwhelmed perspective, you can go grab that little kit. It's free and it's over at uh, the origin company 
dot co forward slash strategies. And it'll give you six strategies to relieve pressure instantly without your external circumstances needing to change at all. So that's a great place to go. And then yeah, you can hook up with me on Instagram at Kate Northrup. I love it. When we were going to launch this podcast, I sent out a message to all these people who I thought if we could have them on the podcast, this would just be crazy. And I was like, I'm going to ask Kate Northrup. I'm going to ask Holly Whitaker. She wrote this book about sobriety, which I just love. And I asked Gary V. So, um, you know, like I am so grateful um, to you joining us and blessing us with this because the more I think we can really appreciate the seasons of life, whether they're a week long or a quarter long or a year long, the more that we just get to, to know that this is now I am here now I am safe now, but things will always be changing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kate. Thanks for having me, ladies. This was such a good conversation. Thank you, Kate. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the grateful leader. We are hoping that our mission of injecting gratitude and the practice of gratitude into your life in spite of all the hard things or the, the easy things that may lay ahead or behind you is something that is contagious in the best of ways and that you will love our stuff so much that you'll share it with a friend. That is the greatest way for you to help kind of partner with us in, in spreading this this piece of love and joy and really gratitude because if we all walked around feeling even a tiny smidge of gratitude toward the hard rock bottom moments in our life we seriously and sincerely believe that everyone's life would be better because of that simple shift that happens inside of us so if this episode touched your heart and lifted you up in any way that you feel like somebody else you know might enjoy, can you do us a solid and click share now, send them a text and say, hey, I listened to this and I think that it might bring you some goodness, some happiness, or maybe you just want to give it a listen, whatever's right for you. We hope that you'll share and we can't wait to see you back here next week for more gratitude in leadership.